Mike Tech one two. Da, 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 it's Mercy da, Talks. Ooh. Talk. We don't just talk. Talk. We walk that walk. Walk. It's Mercy Talks. Uh-huh. All right, y'all. It's Mike, and we're back with the third episode of Mercy Talks, and I have Clara with me. Say what's up, Clara. Hey, guys. So, we just finished watching um, some Black Mirror, and it's called, the episode is Men Against Fire, and it's in episode three. And I remember when I first got here in Chicago, and we had an activity to go talk at the park about um, our pillars here at Mercy Works, which are like spirituality, social justice, help me out, Claire. Community. Community. Professional development. Professional development. And sustainability. And sustainability. So we talked about all that, and (laughs) we had a great talk about each um, pillar, but... Clara brought up her thesis, and her thesis made me think of this episode. And we just finished watching the episode, which is really good, so check it out. But if you didn't check it out yet, you might not want to listen to this. You might want to watch it first, (laughs) because we're going to spoil it a little bit. So, um, Clara, can you give me, like, a brief thing of your thesis? Because I don't remember exactly what it Mm -hmm. was, but but I guess it does have something to do with this episode. It definitely does. Um, so my thesis was based on Judith Butler's work on precariousness and grievability. So she talks about it in the context of war, where um, every human, when because we're born, was it again? Okay, every human because we're born, we're necessarily precarious because our life could end at any moment. Um, and then where this is connected with grievability is that only certain groups of people are seen as grievable. So, like, yes, everyone will die, but only certain people's death will matter, and only certain deaths will be grieved. Mm-hmm. And so, she again, she talks about this in the context of war, about how um, <clears throat> when we're fighting an enemy, we create this enemy as an ungrievable, mm-hmm. because we're not going to mourn when they die, because we're killing them, but the purpose is to kill them. Yeah. So we dehumanize them in our minds so that uh, we can kill them, essentially. Um, and so I turned this into a context of uh, post-incarceration life in America mm-hmm. and how we dehumanize people once we label them as a felon um, and the th- supports that are normally in place mm-hmm. for in society for people that we grieve, such as you know food assistance, housing, social support, like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is taken away from people who have been labeled as a felon, um, even after they've quote-unquote served their time. So, anyway, it's about the frameworks we create to separate people into grievable and ungrievable. Wow. (laughs) I feel like you really could have used this episode Mm -hmm. in that thesis. Yeah, I wish I'd seen it before before I wrote my thesis. Because, um... So they have yeah. these things or beings that are actually human in this episode, but they're called roaches mm-hmm. and they're dehumanized and the military that's fighting against them don't see them as human, but see them as these monstrous things that are a taint on humanity and we must get rid of them and uh, get rid of their blood so mm-hmm. their bloodline won't go on in our generations in the mm-hmm. future. And... um 
I was reading this book called Slug, and it's by Tony Lewis Jr. And he was dealing with mass incarceration because his dad was a huge drug lord in D.C., um, mm-hmm. Hanover Street. And he worked with Rayful Edmond, who was also a huge drug lord. And um, his dad was in jail for life because of drugs and how he worked the streets and all. But he talked about how he dehumanized his own people in the neighborhood. Wow, yeah. But they were addicts. Yeah. So talking about mass incarceration and what his dad got locked up for, his friends were doing the same thing his dad was doing and distributing crack in the neighborhood in D.C. and Hanover. So when the drugs got into the uh, hands of the people in the community, they became addicts and they kept coming back for more and it was giving them money so they didn't really care about what was happening mm. to the people that was giving them money. They were just they were just happy that they kept coming back for the drugs. And when he talked about what they did to the addicts, it really showed me that as a human, another person must be dehumanized for you to do something wrong to them, just how you're talking about the grievable and the ungrievables. Mm-hmm. So he would talk about how they would come and, and push them around in the streets. It, when the addicts would come up, they would come and... Um, laugh at them and watch them just sit back and drink beer and smoke weed and watch them and the one of the craziest things he said was like they would test out guns on them <sighs> just to like see how the gun worked and how the gun pierced the body they would just test out guns on the addicts and he said that was the most traumatizing for him to see because he would they were treating them less than in a, in that neighborhood uh-huh. and then he thought about what he was studying in college and looking back on it he was. He said the same. It was basically the same thing with slavery. Mm-hmm. You had to make. You had to spread this rumor that they were less than, yeah. so everybody could get on track with this. Like, oh, let's treat them this way because they're not like us. They're yeah. below us, and they don't deserve to be alive. They deserve to do what we say, and nothing but that. And if they don't, then they die. Mm-hmm. And it's ungrievable because <clears throat> they're trash. They're nothing. So we can mm-hmm. do this to them, and. I really like the I really like that connection because it had nothing to do with race with the addicts. Mm-hmm. These were actually black people in the community, but once they had the drugs in them, they weren't them anymore. Then they weren't, yeah. So they were just like right. monsters, you know, <clears throat> just fiending for some more drugs. So he was just like, mm. "Cool, let's test out these drugs on them. I mean, let's test out these uh, guns on them. Let's push them around. Let's laugh at them. Let's use them as entertainment." Mm. So that's my connection with the roaches in this episode, mm-hmm. and. I wanted to know what you think about, like, trauma in the Army, um, what connections you could make with the roaches, what's on your mind right now when it comes to mm-hmm. to this, like, dehumanizing and ungrievable. Yeah. yeah. What I was thinking about was Judith Butler talks a lot about frameworks, and, like, that's how we create these different categories is the way that we frame these other groups. So, especially in frameworks of war, it's, you know, an us versus them, totally the good guys versus bad guys, mm-hmm. the people worth preserving and the people that are a threat to these lives, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so it's like we create these systems of thinking, like you just mentioned with the, like, these rumors we spread and these, like, ideas we spread that just perpetuate throughout the culture. And mm-hmm. then that just becomes, like, accepted thought and just, like, accepted knowledge, even mm-hmm. though it's not necessarily true especially with race in America, but it was just interesting because in Black Mirror, 
they always poke at things that are real mm-hmm. and they just make it like this extreme. Mm-hmm. So like the quote unquote framework in Black Mirror is that mass mm-hmm. the mask thing. Head, the, like, yeah. Technology is like we coded your vision and we coded everything you heard and like changed your senses and changed mm-hmm. the way you thought about things so that you couldn't see them as human and you, you did only see them as threats. Mm-hmm. But we do that with the way we talk about people yeah. and the way we... I don't know, like, segregate our cities Mm -hmm. in the way, like, I think a lot about language and the, like, just way we talk. So, like, in my thesis, I talk about the word felon and how Mm -hmm. it's just this, like, really widespread word for a lot of different people. So, you know, for Mm -hmm. people who have had three strikes of drug crimes Mm -hmm. versus serial killers, they're just titled felon. So, like, the way that we use words or even, like, racially coded language, how that perpetuates these false narratives yeah. and these these frameworks so it's just really interesting that like um we do that without the use of this mass thing mm-hmm. we do it anyway and it works yeah. just as well mm-hmm. like when we talk about you know given our like current wars that we've been fighting for so long like mm-hmm. in the middle east and against you know who we call like muslims or whatever or mm-hmm. like and create them as these like caricatures that aren't human and they're just a threat to like our American mm-hmm. life. And we just do it with like our news, yeah. the way we talk about it, like who we surround ourselves with. And that's just really crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. These frameworks. <laughs> yeah, those, that framework that you talk about. And the word felon like mm-hmm. rings in my head because um, I'm thinking about Sister Helen Prejean mm-hmm. that did Dead Man Walking and she worked with people on death row. Mm-hmm. she's seen the humanity so that mass was never in her head and I feel like she was going against the grain of every framework possible yeah. because even me and everybody like even other moral people would be like oh if you committed murder you should die and she trained her mind to go against that Yeah. she said no I know you, you did something bad but I'm still going to meet with you mm-hmm. and treat you like a human and even though she knew they were going to die she still met up with them mm-hmm. and that's so deep for how we should be loving others. You know what I'm saying? Despite yeah. anything attached to them, whether it be a rumor or whether it be real. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So that's tough. And then thinking about the image of a roach. Like, yeah. I will kill a roach fast. Yeah. Like an like, actual no roach on the floor. Yeah. Like, I would stump it out. And that's the... I'm glad yeah. they used that term because yeah. when they when they were saying roaches, I was thinking of, like, something that would be crawling. But it was, a, it was still a monster standing up. But now that I'm thinking about an actual roach and, like, bugs and stuff, I don't care about them because it's, like, what purpose do they have in life? What mm-hmm. are they going to do? I'm just going to stump them out, and it's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Be proud about it, just like how they were in there. He was like, you should be happy. You killed two, you know? Right. They're not, um, they're, they're not going to live on. It's less than um, what we first ran into. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking about. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. And then I think about other people that are like, hey, Mike, don't kill that bug. It's just, it's a living mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just like, wow, it's all like, coming back to me. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. coming back to me now. Yeah. And how um, when they had that device and they they like sh- like shined it in his face and it started messing with the mask, the technology in his head yeah. for him to actually start seeing humanity, like, like the, a mirror image of him, uh, another being that's just like him. That's when I was like, whoa. That's what... It's so interesting because it's, I think that sometimes that's what that, that's what it takes for us to get outside of the framework we've been mm-hmm. operating in for so long. Yeah. Um, 
especially if it's something that like we've been raised in you know it's what Mm -hmm. our parents tell us it's what we see on the news it's what's reinforced in school and like it takes something like literally smacking you in the face or like a in the show it's a light going off Mm -hmm. and like interrupting that normal just like cycle of thought Mm -hmm. um again judith butler her writing is about the politics of troubling Mm. and so it's about like disrupting the normalcy of the frameworks that we typically operate in in order to take a step back and look like "Mm, is this really what i want to be doing Mm -hmm. is this really how i would operate like you said like good overall moral people are like you murdered someone you should die if we really stepped back and we're like hmm Mm. (laughs) (laughs) really like i think a lot of people would say whoa whoa whoa! i need to rethink about yeah like everything that i've been taught to think mm-hmm. so it takes like a flashlight it takes yeah. that flash a smack in the face mm-hmm. of whatever a friend mm-hmm. saying whoa i don't like that yeah, yeah. like you hurt me like that's often what it takes to right. change these kind of things yeah so it was cool like, symbolism in the show yeah yeah about light. yeah and, and it, then like once you see it you can't turn back like and yeah. that was the whole point of he was like i'm trying to push this down mm-hmm. but i can't because it's it's too real now yeah i can't can't go back right right and now that you say that i'm starting to think about the part where they met um in the hole and he was just like you're not a roach she was like nah i was never a roach like they programmed you to see me like that Mm -hmm. he was like so we're the same and now i'm thinking about that moral thing again because Mm -hmm. people wouldn't say it's okay to kill someone if it was their family or a loved one yeah. So if it's, if you, the closer we get as humans, the more we care about each other, the more we can see ourselves in someone else, that's the more, that's, that's when we'll be more moral and like, be like, okay, you deserve a second chance. Um, I know what you did was bad. Or I know a lot of people talk trash about you and attach these different stigmas mm-hmm. and stereotypes to you, but I'm going to take a chance to get to know you and support and advocate for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... That's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's about that, like, us versus them. Mm-hmm. And instead, thinking more about us as everyone. Yeah. Like, there doesn't have to be them. Right. Yeah, which is new and weird. And like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how we think, so. Right. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, and then um, yeah. moving away from this a little bit. Uh-huh. I, this is my second time watching this. the first time, right? Uh-huh. I didn't think about this the first time, but now I watched it a second time. I'm thinking about how genius black people are because in that in the show they were talking about how low down and you know saying how terrible these these roaches were Mm -hmm. they weren't smart they didn't have any purpose in life but they created that device out of pieces from the devices that the military was using and i'm starting to think about the inventions that that many black people have made back Mm -hmm. in 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 the past and that were taken from them and weren't given credit for. And then the dude says it at the end. He's just like, this is the device that they made. Um, this is the one you were talking about when you were com- complaining. And it, those those roaches are really smart and we don't give them credit for it. And I was just <laughs> like, whoa. I was like, I did not think about right? this the first time I watched it. So just little things pop up like that. Yeah. Um, and that kind of pushes me to like watch things a second time mm-hmm. after I've like touched on other things in life and got other sources that mm-hmm. I can connect things to. Yeah. Like 
I probably would have never heard about that thesis if I never met you. So I'm mm. glad I met you. I'm glad <laughs> we're close and you mm-hmm. brought that up because mm-hmm. that connects really well with what's going mm-hmm. on in that movie yeah. and Black Mirror and what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with um, the trial for Laquan McDonald against, um, you know, Van Dyke and mm-hmm. what he did. And I'm I'm I feel way better today because he was guilty for a uh, second degree murder, right? Okay. And then the battery and, and all stuff. those, <laughs> yeah, a battery, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I as we were, I mean, it's been on my mind all week, mm-hmm. but especially today with the the verdict coming out today. Um, but as we were watching it, I was thinking about it because there's a scene where like, the what's his name Stripe 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 mm-hmm. goes into a room. Uh, this woman pops up and he's like, whoa, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like a human. Yeah. And he's like, go ahead, go leave. Yeah. And then his partner shoots her. And it's just like this like instant thing. And just, it dawned on me like how instinctual and reactive mm. their like shooting was. Yeah. It's just like, ooh, a monster, a boogeyman, I'm going to shoot this thing. Yeah. And that's because of the framework, right, that right. they're operating in. But then that I thought immediately of Officer Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. and Laquan yeah. like he showed up to the scene and it was seconds later that he started firing yeah. like literally seconds mm-hmm. so it was, there was no time to like actually think it yeah. was all framework informed yeah. reaction right. and like whoa right. <laughs> why are we allowing like our po- like our police to operate within a framework like that yeah. that would require you to just mm-hmm. immediately fire yeah. like we think that that's only available in war mm-hmm. when you know, everyone, in order to fight, like, you have to create an us versus yeah. them, which I hate. But anyway, yeah. you think of it only as in war, but, like, this is, these are the streets of Chicago yeah. and our police who are supposed to be, like, our civil servants, like, not yeah. their civilians, you know? So, like, why are they fighting a war in mm. their supposedly own communities? And, like, anyway, just that, why is that framework allowed mm. and why can he react like that? Mm. Anyway. Yeah, that's crazy because that just tells me that we need to break <laughs> these framed these frameworks mm-hmm. down because they're they're unethical. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember learning more about the trial. I didn't really want to hear too much about the trial because I was just like, there shouldn't be a trial. It was sixteen <laughs> shots. Know. There should be something that's like he killed them. It was too. It was aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have mm-hmm. to do that. Automatic. You know what right. I'm saying? But. You know, the government and you all got to go through all this stuff. But as I was learning more about the trial, they were like, oh, um, another officer came and stopped him before he continued to shoot. I'm like, he was going to continue to shoot? Right. That was crazy. But I'm feeling like the other officer was like, his mask was going down or because he would have stopped him earlier if he was there. But um, I guess he didn't really have as much mask or the mask wasn't taking control over his head as much because he was just like, Hey, he's dead. Like, leave him alone. What? Yeah. And um, that just and then connecting that to what we had today, which is a victory. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about him not being guilty for misconduct. I that was, was like, huh? crazy. How was that, that was not crazy. Misconduct? I thought that that was the automatic. Yeah. Like who? Like for sure can't get a total not guilty because he'll get the misconduct. Yeah. Like how? What? What? Right. How is second-degree murder not police misconduct? Yeah. So that was really... I mean, it's the most... The minimal one, but, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Almost... Well, a really important one in my mind. Yeah. 
because that's the first thing I think about. I'm like, what are they training them? Yeah. This this cannot be it. <laughs> to like I hope. shoot somebody when they're already down and not even a threat anymore. Like the right. dude's not even a threat. Like even in Black Mirror, you know what I'm saying? He did use a aggressive force in one kill in the yeah. beginning. But um when someone's dead or when someone's down, what's the point of doing that? Yeah. Or and there's I'm sure they're trained to like to not kill first, you know what I'm saying? To like get someone down first mm-hmm. and then bring them in. And Laquan wasn't as much of a threat as I've seen in other videos when yeah. people have fought back and have gone gone away in cuffs. Yeah. Have made it in, have hurt alive. a cop and got out alive. So I'm just like, that has to be misconduct. You should have mm-hmm. been guilty for everything, like serving life, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was just crazy to me. I agree. But um, mm. I'm still happy me that too. he's going to serve some time and he was guilty for something mm-hmm. because um, I would have been devastated if they just let him walk away. Me too. But this misconduct thing has me thinking like, what if they don't what they don't have to kill me? What if they really humil- humiliate me and really hurt me really bad and go to court and they're just like, Well, not misconduct. He's good. <laughs> he gets to walk away. Yeah. I don't have to be killed, but I could, something can happen to me that mm-hmm. I'm still scared about when I walk out into the world every day that like I am scared to die by by the police and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm now that I'm looking and thinking about this misconduct thing, I'm just like what if they don't kill me? Because he got he killed this guy excessively mm-hmm. and was not guilty for misconduct. What if someone just shot me just enough not to kill me and embarrass me and spit on me and all this stuff and walked away, you mm-hmm. know? So that's that's just in my mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and like, it took four years to get this that too. conviction. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, our legal process is slow in the country and it was put off like by the police and stuff, but like, if it's not the most egregious of offenses, like mm-hmm. this was terrible. Yeah. Sixteen shots on a child, like what? The, yeah. What? Right. Any person with like any human decency would be like, this is no way could that be okay. Yeah. Like, so then if you don't die, mm-hmm. then it's not gonna go to trial. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it takes the most extreme to mm-hmm. even get to trial to even get a not guilty on a misconduct. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to me. Right. That, like what's wrong with our system mm-hmm. and the frameworks that support our system yeah. to prevent that from happening? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, <clears throat> I don't want it to affect me mentally, mm-hmm. but it does. Like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to not think, not think about it, but every day I go out and I see a cop, I'm just like, whoa, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it wasn't that way when I was younger. It was just like, the cops are going to protect me. You know what I'm saying? I always like thought about 911 when I seen something. I'm like, I'm going to call. And like mm-hmm. friends me in too. class would want to be police officers. And it's great. And there's a whole bunch of great police officers mm-hmm. um, out there. But it's just like, I only see the bad. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't really see the good because that people don't share the good most mm-hmm. of the time. So I'm just like, I'm just scared. And I shared that like being vulnerable with my youth at the town hall meeting mm. about the the trial and stuff and they're really young and they were they weren't taking it seriously. Really? They were just like, "Ah, yeah, we'll be fine if they lock down stuff in school. Why do they have to do a lockdown?" And I'm just like I'm just telling them <laughs> how I felt and I'm just like, "This is real. Like, 
guys, right. this is not a game right now. I know you guys are young and probably a lot of things haven't happened to you, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of things with the cops. And like even youth at the town hall meeting um talked about um negative experiences with the cops and oh, it's crazy. I told them I've never been through it. I've never had really? a negative experience well, with I'm a glad. cop, but it's just like mentally controlling me to always feel like I'm on the run mm-hmm. and that I have to um not even protect myself but just mm-hmm. always hide, be in hiding and like be on the run. Like even being out here in Chicago and wanna like explore and stuff, I'm like should I go out today? <laughs> Should I go out alone? I, 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 mm. I can go out alone, you know what I'm saying? I can protect myself, but I'm just like, hmm, people have guns out there. Yeah. And they think I'm a threat. Mm. Should I go enjoy myself? So, like, things that go through my mind like that is crazy, but I had to share that with my youth because, you know, they could go through the same things out here in these streets, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and what really freaked me out about the town hall with the youth yesterday was just the stories that they had Mm -hmm. there were 13 year olds talking about you know the cops knocked my door down and like threw me on the ground Mm -hmm. without even telling me why they were entering my house and like what Mm -hmm. and then just like and you know another kid that was probably 14 15 that was talking about his experience with like walking past a school and Mm -hmm. they assumed he was the one that had been in the fight Mm -hmm. Because he, like, quote-unquote, fit the profile. Yeah. And then he got charges because they broke their sunglasses on him. Mm-hmm. And, like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's just... It's crazy. They're kids. Like, how yeah. could we possibly have created these, like, adversarial frameworks already against kids? Mm-hmm. 13 years old? Yeah. What? Right. What? Right. What could he, like, actually do to exactly. you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, Laquan was 17. Like, that's older. Mm-hmm. But still, like, a minor. Right. Like, still a kid Mm -hmm. and there's so much possibility and so much room for growth and change and positivity and all this stuff and like you just squashed it right because you didn't take a second to look Mm -hmm. or notice right which is one of the most devastating things about this for me exactly and i and i agree with that and that's and that's always on my mind and i'm like okay they could do it to a kid Mm. i'm a grown man and I and I looked the part too. They won't even mm. have to think twice about, oh, this is a this is a kid. Don't worry, he's not a threat. <laughs> but I'm like I'm twenty two, like six foot, dark. I'm like the darkest tone you could be, <laughs> a dark the darkest berry, um. And I'm two hundred sixty pounds, mm-hmm. so I'm just thinking if they did that to Laquan, what would they have done to me? <laughs> would have it been three Jeez. cops shooting me? Would have right. been like oh, what? And I'm just like, and I think about that, and I think about my little brother, because mm-hmm. we're so close, and that's like my best friend, and then we're mm-hmm. one year apart, and I'm just like, I want to be like, yo, don't go nowhere, you know what I'm saying, make sure mm-hmm. you're with somebody, and like, give him these talks so you can be protected, I'm just like, dang, man, that sucks that that has to happen, just like the roaches, like, that sucks that that had to happen for them, Right. They they had these things, these stigmas on them that changed them forever, yeah. Because I remember in the in the uh, hole when they were down there, she was just like, "I used to be this," and she said her name, and he used to be that, and he's and she said her son's name, but now we're just roaches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we can't even be unique individuals anymore because we're just one thing, and we have to. And mm-hmm. then everybody that everybody that looks like us has to fit under these these um stereotypes of yeah. a threat. You know, so it's just like, wow. So when I watched the episode, I was just like, dang, 
And then when we talked about it in the park, I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa. Because it could have been, I could have been in another group and yeah. we, we would have never talked about it, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to have you here for Thanks. the third episode of Mercy Talks. Glad to be here too. <laughs> this is a great conversation. I agree. We got to break down these frameworks. Um, uh-huh. I don't do anything with law, but I definitely would love to organize or be a part of an organization that is trying to do this with right. the law and try to change these frameworks yeah and on like a social level well and i think the almost the more important thing is the like people to people level Mm -hmm. of like i think that's the power of judith butler's work is that it is a politics of troubling so like being that slap in the face being that flash of light for someone Mm -hmm. else and saying hey here's another way to think about it here's another way to look at it look at me i'm a human think about this differently um it's really powerful Mm -hmm. and i think starting with us and mm-hmm. then our community and then even broader and yeah. that's the way to go you know right right yeah so so, so that social level the system the systematic level mm-hmm. of things we got to change these things mm-hmm. man um definitely won't happen overnight probably won't even happen before i'm before i leave earth right but I, it has to happen one day like mm-hmm. and i want to be a part of like helping that happen in any way i can but um the best way I can do that today is just to like, you know what I'm saying? Stay strong in my faith and mm-hmm. try to connect as much with humanity as I can before I leave Earth. You know what I'm saying? Because like 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 they showed in there in the movie, I mean in Black Mirror episode, when he figured out how close he was in humanity with the woman and she wasn't a roach anymore and she took care of him mm-hmm. after she's seen him in the military kill her family. I think yeah. she... He killed earlier. He killed like her husband or brother or uncle, whatever. Was that her earlier? That was her in the bed. Oh my she gosh. escaped, I believe. Yeah. She escaped, and her family member, whoever it was, died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she watched. And she and she helped him. Yeah. She put the bandages on him, took care <laughs> of him, smiled in her smiled in his face, and said, "I am just like you." Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that's crazy. So, I love shows like this, you know what I'm saying, that have a deep message and make me think about life and, like, make me try to change things and, like, also be vulnerable and um, be out there. No matter how scared I am about connecting with people um, that I feel might be against me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. fighting against that feeling and that mental thing that's taken over me to be like, I'm going to try to connect and be vulnerable and not try to always hide and run away from people that... I may be like scared of you know what I'm saying right and not try to stay in the house all the time and be like oh I can't go out to the world because something's gonna happen to me like just go out there you know what I'm saying pray and mm. keep the faith that I'll be fine and that I can connect to humanity and like create these relationships like with you mm-hmm. like you're a great human being Thanks, you know what man. I'm saying we have different <laughs> skin colors but it doesn't matter yeah deep down we're both cool and we connect uh-huh. so, I like to think so yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah you have anything else you want to say? Mm-mm. This is a really good talk. Cool, Let's man. Keep nah. it going. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mercy Works, man. That's Mercy Talks, episode three. Thanks for joining us today. Peace. Bye.